Georgia's team is better than yours. Georgia's coach is better than yours. Um, and Georgia's got some players that are saying some interesting things, Clint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about all of that today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked on Bulldogs. Our title sponsor today is LinkedIn. LinkedIn, more about them, but post your job for free. You're going to get the right candidate for your position, LinkedIn. Uh, Glad to be here. As Daniel said, we're going to talk about Kirby Smart because put the statue up now. This man is the best coach in UGA history. He's one of the best coaches in the SEC. Right now, Kirby Smart ends his coaching career. He's one of the best coaches in the SEC ever, and it's not even close. He's the second best coach in the SEC. I don't care. Come at me. Anybody else? Les Miles, Coach O. I don't care. Um, you, said, look, you said Paul Bear Bryant. Step aside. I'm sorry. Did you did you have racist tendencies when you coached football? No. You <laughs> you you allowed black players to play. I'm sorry. Then you're not. Paul Bear Bryant. I, I don't know what to tell you. Literally didn't. I'm, I'm just facts, people. Uh, we're going to talk about how Kirby is so phenomenal. We're going to talk about it, why he's phenomenal as evidenced by a player who went out and tested the waters there elsewhere. We there we are. And came back in. Came and then lastly, home. we're going to talk about somebody no longer with the program and why that is and how we wish him the best as he does. But Daniel, you got some things to say about Kirby. Yeah, you know... I, all this came to mind, I and at this point we're removed from it. It's like you know, it's Tuesday night or whatever it is. I I don't know what day it is. Um, I can't remember who was on the call on Saturday. Do you remember who was on the call on Saturday? Uh, McDonough. And, yes. Uh, was it and, Blackledge? Uh, Blackledge? Was it Todd? Yeah. yeah. It figures. It sounded like a Todd uh, type of thing to say. The whole narrative about how grumpy Kirby Smart is really Ooh, got Kirby's me thinking. really grumpy on the sideline. Even my wife, it's one of those things that like my wife turns and looks at me and is like, it really feels like this guy's harping on this quite a bit, doesn't it? Like he's, he's really trying to make a point out of this. And then she said, which to be clear, my wife likes nice people more than she likes good football coaches like hundred percent i on the other hand (laughs) that's flip it's a those things are flipped in my in my life (laughs) i like good football coaches significantly more than i like nice people but she even she was like feels like he just really cares about doing good Mm. not not that he's grumpy but maybe just he likes being good. He does like being good, Daniel. That, that's, you know who I, else likes being good? Crystal clear point. <laughs> that is, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. So, Clint, I think you can extrapolate on the point that I'm making while I just, I'm going to run, I'm going to run, take care of some business real quick. No, I got you. I, I think here's the point. When, when that was made, when it was stated out, Kirby is grumpy, look at him on the sideline. It's the same thing that got Nolan Smith talking after the game about giving up the seven points, giving up that touchdown and how it wasn't the greatest thing. 
Kirby is grumpy. You know why he's grumpy? Because coaches demand perfection. And when you don't reach perfection, good coaches demand perfection, Daniel, not poor coaches. Poor coaches don't demand perfection. Good coaches demand That's perfection. Right. And yep. when you don't reach perfection, you know what happens? You get grumpy. Now, this Georgia team is very good, but they're not perfect, which is why Kirby won't ever stop coaching, Daniel. And it's why he's never going to be Ed Orgeron. It's why he's never going to be um, you, uh, Gus Malzahn or oh, Gene Chizik. There or it is. One of these, or one of these kind of one-hit type of flash-in-the-pan, get-lucky one year. It's why... He's cut from the Saban cloth, and he just happens to be 200 years younger than Nick Saban. Um, and so he's going to never be satisfied. He doesn't care about last year's performance. He doesn't nope. care about last game's performance. He doesn't nope. care about last play's performance. All he cares about is what you're doing right now. And if you've ever run an organization – or yep. been a part of a well-run organization, then you know that that's not called being grumpy. It's called being good at your job. Dabo Sweeney is, if you discount what a doofus he seems like, he seems like he's probably a decently likable guy. Absolutely. He's fairly jovial. He cracks some jokes on the sidelines. And, and he's had some good teams. Yes. Do you know what else he's had? Some really poor teams. Very stinky performances. Yep. Kirby Smart went 7-6 and six his first year in Athens. Yeah. You ain't going to see that again, friends. So if you're holding your breath for Kirby to lay another egg, to have another stinker. You missed it. You, you missed your opportunity. Yeah. It was back when he wasn't cut out to be a head coach, couldn't figure out how to be a head coach type of that narrative was was alive and well back then. Kirby Smart is better than every other coach in college football. One, because he's more relentless than every other coach mm-hmm. in college football. Two, because he's a better recruiter, therefore he has better players than every other coach in college football. And three, and I can't emphasize this point enough, because he's not in his 70s. Let's just, again, this is key to understanding longevity, health, and everything else. Daniel, I get the sense that when Kirby's on the recruiting trail, I get the sense that the parents and the kids just love when he's there, love talking to him. And I feel like he has this disclaimer, like everybody has to sign this disclosure form that says, the Kirby you're meeting now is the true Kirby. Like, I'm not, I'm not BSing you. But... But I'm not your coach right now. You'll never see me again. You'll never see this Kirby <laughs> Until again. Until the night of the NFL draft. Yes, That's and then you'll... <laughs> then you'll be seeing me as you just lick all them bills <laughs> that you are just right. raining down. I, mm-hmm. You're right. The relentlessness is the piece. All good coaches, if, you, uh, if you've been part of a good team, good organization, you know that demanding perfection is part of a good coach. And if you don't have that person in your life, you don't really have a good friend. You have somebody that likes themselves more than they do you. Kirby mm. loves his kids more than he That's wants right. His own name out there. How do I know? He ain't staring at the camera, making googly eyes at it, as some 70-year-olds do after games, Nick. And he's not running down a... I mean, can we just say, can we say it out loud? 
He Please. ain't out here cutting Allstate commercials. Is it because no one wants Kirby in a commercial? I don't They're think begging, so. Begging. You know what he tells him each and every time? The publicist comes in and she's like, Kirby, dude, I, I got a perfect commercial. He's like, please get out of my office. No, no, you haven't heard it yet. Please get out of my office. I, I just, I'm not saying he's never going to do something like that, but I am saying he's at the point in his career where all he wants to do is be the best. Win. And Nick win, Saban is not. Win. No. That's a fact. There might be some other coaches that are, but they don't have the talent and players and access and resources that Kirby Smart has, so they'll never be him. But there are not many coaches that ever even have a chance to be him because nobody's driven like this guy is. No. And it's evidenced, as you said, by a young man who tried to go somewhere else, yeah. get, his, get, a little, get a little new shine on. Sure. Like it, but he, he looked around and said, maybe Athens is a place for me. We'll talk about that right after Clint tells you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is your place to go. If you want the right candidate for your job, LinkedIn is going to give you over millions and millions of networks to your professional network as well as other people's professional network. They're going to see the job you're posting. You're going to get more references. You're going to get more recommendations because LinkedIn is the place for your greatest applicants, for your greatest needs of your business as you come back onto it. LinkedIn right now is giving you a free, that's right, a free job posting. Get over there right now to LinkedIn Love that. Um, and put in promo code locked on, and you're going to get that free, free posting. LinkedIn, your place to get the right candidate for your position. All right. So, Clint, um, interesting quotes. Yeah. We, of course, we think this about Kirby Smart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course, uh, Mississippi State fans would trade their coach for Kirby Smart. Of course. Because Mike Leach may never win a big game for the rest of his life. Like, Ever. he's going to beat up on lesser competition, but take him to Death Valley against a not-that-great LSU team, and he's going to just poop all over the bed. Defecate everywhere. Yes, Dan. Um, but what about people who are really on the inside? Yeah. Clint, Here, what do they think? Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you what people are on the inside. You're going to go to the outside of the dark place, and then you're going to come back afterwards. I'm going to tell you all about this as Daniel does that. It's because Marius Mims went on the outside. There's some pretty good uh, information and uh, a whole lot of information that we got from Marius Mims as he was talking about his transfer portal, the gross and disgusting thing that is the transfer portal that is hurting a lot more kids and is helping, uh, to be honest. Um, but he went out there and he said, I tried the transfer portal. I went out, I looked, I, I went on some visits. I got really excited. I saw the inside of a lot of meetings. I saw the inside of team meetings. I saw the inside of coaches meetings. And you know what happened is that he came back just like Daniel came back. Ooh. Ooh, I timed that. You see how I timed that? Ooh. You see that? Amaris Mims came back, Daniel, and he said, after seeing the inside, after seeing how the sausage is made in a lot of these programs, all he could say was this. this and and this, is, this is the thing to hold on to, Georgia fan. This is the thing to get excited about. Uh -huh. He said, I went, I went, I talked, I heard. Pitches mm -hmm. were made all over the place because Mims is a dude. Just, uh, yep. I, look, I love McClendon. Um, but ask me if I'm all too terribly sad when he goes ahead to the NFL next year, when I just go whoop, put Mims right there in his place. Mate. Right on in. 
yeah. right on in. The dude's a beast. He could be starting right now for any other program in the nation, and they would need him. Daniel, he could be starting left tackle, right tackle, any other any other place in the nation. And as he went, he saw the sausage was made in a lot of these places. He came back, and the thing that he said, this was, he said, they're not Georgia. Now, here's what that means. Yeah, tell us. Okay. It means that it doesn't matter if they had good things. They could have had good things going on down in Miami, down at Florida, Florida State. They could have had some fun things. They could have had some exciting things, some things that maybe tickled his fancy. But for whatever reason, it wasn't Georgia. Now, I got a, I got a question for you, Daniel. How yes. do you compete against a team that, I don't know, like, like has ice cream machines in their in their locker room. How, how do you compete against that as another program trying to woo kids? Let's just use ice cream machines as a very easy example. What do you do mm-hmm. once a team puts ice cream machines in? What do you do as a, as a college football program? Well, you could put in bigger ice cream machines. That okay. is an option. Yeah. Like you could build a whole water park and a putt-putt golf facility outside yep. of your – that's actually what Clemson did, y'all. Like that's how Davo Sweeney is trying to compete okay. and stay relevant. And we wonder why the elite quarterbacks aren't still just flooding the doors. Of why why they haven't had a first round draft pick at wide receiver in several years oh, at no. Clemson. Like oh, we no. wonder what has happened because that's one option you could okay. get Clemson. Well, now, or, if, and if that was the case, it, or uh-huh. if that was the case and we just wanted to compete, you know, Texas would be one of the top schools in the entire nation because they have more boosters and they have more egocentric pride than every other fan in the nation. Uh, and they're just going to flood dollars in. You get bigger ice cream machines, you get bigger putt-putt, you get bigger laser tags, whatever it is. You say, ah, this is how we're going to woo kids. But when you say they're not Georgia, you can't compete with Kirby making a fundamentally sound, excellent staffed, excellent developed, excellent funded, thorough and thoughtful program from top to bottom because you're not Georgia and you can't, you're toast. It doesn't matter how many water slides you put in, how many putt-putt holes you put in. When at the end of the day, Dabo goes, how'd you like it? And you just go, well, you're not Georgia. You're sunk. Yeah, you you got nothing to compete against because Kirby just he just starts pulling up NFL rosters, Clint. Like I don't now he's got the national championship under his belt. And so you're pretty well screwed at that point, but I mean he doesn't I'm not even talking about Nick Chubb. I'm not even talking about Matt Stafford. I'm not even talking about you know, Jordan Davis. I'm talking about Kirby Smart says, hey, young man, come over here and let me show you some New York Giants game tape. You see that guy right there making flashy plays on the defense? You see that guy who just decleated Derrick Henry? Uh, speaking of Alabama people who are over the hill, um, uh, you see that guy, his name's Tay Crowder. He mm. was the last pick in the NFL draft. Literally. But you know what he is right now? He's Starting a starter. He's a starter on an NFL football team living in New York City. And he about to get a a, a pretty decent little contract coming his What if I was to tell way, you that the same Clint. team has the number one graded offensive lineman in all of college football for the past two weeks? Mm. Ruh-roh. Oh, 
Oh no! I, what so, happened to Leatherwood? So, what happened? What happened to the starting left tackle? What is he? So oh, no, listen, it doesn't matter. You you come to Georgia, you pay your dues, you get better, you work hard, you accept a grumpy coach who wants you to improve. Sure, sure. And then in three to four years, your life is everything that you wanted it to be from a vocational standpoint. Do you remember that that kid in junior high, Daniel, that got the the mustache in no seventh grade? No matter who you're talking about, I do. Yeah, I, know. I remember it, that. It wasn't it wasn't us, Daniel. <laughs> well, these are, like Diary of Wimpy Kid, maybe more our ilk. Okay, sure. Um, the kid that had the mustache in seventh grade, uh-huh. and all the attention went to them for one year. Yeah. Just yep. every bit. He was head and shoulders taller than you. He was great on a flag football team. Uh, he was he was the teacher's pet. All the girls wanted him. Yada yada, fan, yada yada. Fantastic analogy. <laughs> top notch. And this then is in your to- top. This is in your top seventy analogies all time. <laughs> easily. I got I got analogies for days. Uh, then he got to high school and um, and then what a happened? Bunch, a whole bunch of people just passed him on by. That's mm-hmm. nil. Compared Uh to NFL money and Kirby focusing on the long run, not the short term. So you can go ahead and play at Jackson State and not get the NFL money because you have the NIL. And unless you're really smart with it and you put it with a financial advisor that's going to make great compound interest for four years or three years till you're gone. He's putting guys in the league that are getting millions and continuing to ascend to be the top left tackle, the top running back, the top inside linebacker. I can keep going on and on and on and on. That's what Kirby does. That's what Kirby does. All right, let's talk about someone who is no longer with the team. And uh, Clint's going to start doing that right now i'll let you know uh, first about bet online bet online is your sports book experts they have everything that you need to go ahead and get in on the action daniel and i are going to come back and we're going to give you locks we're going to give you official game predictions i think this uh line right now for georgia is 44 points uh when daniel comes back when he pops back in the window i'm going to i'm going to surprise him with that 44 and see what he likes but bet online is your sports book experts they're the official sports book partners of Locked On Podcasts and Locked On Bulldogs. They are fantastic. They're exactly what you need at every single turn, every single place. Uh, bet online, your sports book experts. Um, it, here's a person that's not part of the team and won't be coming back, uh, and that is one Mr. William Poole. We got news this week that he is, in fact, no longer with the team, won't be with the team uh, gave a thank you on his uh, social media accounts, said thank you to the world, to the coaches, to the staff, to the players, uh, to the locker room. He's dealing with personal issues, and here's a couple of reasons why that's so exciting, Daniel. It's so exciting that William Poole gave his final address to the team, and I'm going to say mm-hmm. why it's exciting. Because he's leaving on good terms. He's not leaving on bad terms with the team. He's got something personal going on, and this just in. Please let me encourage every single one of you so-called podcast people – Sports reporters, we, Daniel, we have moron for peers all across the college football landscape. Some dude with a with an official podcast for South Carolina is telling people to go to hotels and harass minors. Like, like, like that's a literal thing that you told people to do. Other mm-hmm. people out here are trying to figure out, well, we got to know what William Poole, why doesn't Kirby tell us what's going on? He needs to inform us. 
this just in. He doesn't need to he give doesn't. you anything. He doesn't. Okay. You don't deserve it. He doesn't owe it to you. You don't need it. Go away. There it is. There's Go. my four points. Oh, those are the most succinct four points I've ever heard on this issue. And it's definitive. William Poole's dealing with some things. It's not bad blood. If he does transfer, okay. Because you know great. why? He gave us a national championship ring. He played his played freaking backside off in that national championship game. Was the highest rated DB in that game. We were excited for him coming back. Clearly, he's got something going on. Kirby and the whole rest of the staff was supportive. They are encouraging this kid just like they are Eric Gilbert. And by the way, if all y'all want to know what's happening with him, again, C said four points before. Rewind, rewind about 45 seconds, and I'll let you know what to do. And if you are anybody that does not makes fun of these kids, craps on these kids, puts them down, I want nothing to do with you. Please leave our fan base. I'm done Please. with it. And I want William Poole to go have good things. And Kirby wants him to have good things. And he wants Kirby to have good things. Uh, he, he gave a final address. It was fantastic. It was great. But he's no longer with the program. We wish him well. And that means a couple of young guys. Bullard's going to step up. More Tyke Smith. More Tyke um, Smith. Absolutely. Which I'm fine with right now. Uh, yeah, I got, Javon Bullard playing well. I mean, these guys are going to have to step up. William Poole's the most experienced guy at that position. He was the probably the – he's the most sure thing at that position. We've got some talented young players. We've got a guy that's coming off of injury that was good at West Virginia, but we've not really seen him be consistently good on an SEC level at Georgia yet or post-injury yet. All of these things should be a concern to you if you're a Georgia fan. The secondary is very strong. But if you're going to point to a weakness right now, it's going to be star. And some people are going to say it might be Kamari Laster. I don't necessarily agree with that, but... I think the star position no. for sure is the secondary's most vulnerable spot. So you might see teams try to attack that. It's harder to attack the star position because, you know, Glenn and uh, Will and Kirby can do a lot of things in coverage to, you know, kind of mitigate those yep. positions with safety help or linebacker play or whatever you're going to do. But. Uh, it is an area where we're going to need to see some guys step up. We have good players. We'll see if they can rise to the occasion. Look, here's the deal. You give me the three-man rotation, Christopher Smith, Malachi, and Dan. I'm very happy with Are this, Daniel. And Are if one of there? those guys drops good? down into the box a little bit more, you telling me that Dan drops in the box? Because I know he ain't scared to try to go up and hit anybody because he got wrecked. No. Wrecked by one of our own, and he didn't care. He got wrecked in the National Championship game. He doesn't care. That guy has no chill. You're going to bring him down the box? I'm fine with this. Yep. We're going to be okay. William Poole, we wish you well. Go get well, young man, and every single Godspeed in the entire world to you. We're going to have to have these guys step up. And again, if you're going to tell me that a, a hybrid backer safety position at Georgia needs coached, I, 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 got, I got three we'll guys we'll that up. know a thing or two about that daniel all right okay tomorrow we're coming back we're giving official predictions for kent state we're going to look ahead we're going to talk about what's going to happen by the way daniel i was telling the people during the ad read 44 points is the line right now kent state do we dare lay 44 come back and find out tomorrow come back and find out locked on bulldogs podcast